everybody. This is Noelle. And I'm Jenna. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello, everybody. Hello. It is now the week after Halloween. We've entered November. It's a couple weeks after Halloween. (laughs) Oh, wait, Jonestown was after yeah. Halloween, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Oh, man, was. you guys. <laughs> Dude, time is flying. Time yeah. is literally, like, I don't even know. It's going way faster than it ever has, I feel. I know. I've planned out some of my kids' gifts, but I'm still needing to plan out everybody else's, so. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm an early decorator, so that's going to happen soon. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, our tree will be coming right after Thanksgiving, so. <laughs> well, for for Thanksgiving, my house will be decked. Oh, yes, yeah. tree will be in December. Oh, Mom and Dad's is already all oh, done. Oh, God, I believe it. I believe you gotta it. you got to go in and see their setup this uh, year. It's beautiful. Uh, their table, they've added another table, and they've got lifters and risers. Tomorrow. And I shall great. do that tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to put a simmer pot on to make my house smell amazing, and I'll get Christmas music. Heck yeah. And, ugh. Sounds like a good Friday. <laughs> it does. All right, you guys, this week's episode includes a disclaimer that what you're going to hear is disturbing, extremely graphic, and hard to hear. The case does involve rape and children, so uh, viewer or, yeah, listener discretion is advised. Which, from the title, you may already have an inkling. Yeah, the Moore's Murders. This case would become known as the Moore's Murders. We're going to get into it, get the info out there, and wrap it up. We're going to try not to talk too much during this one because it's just not... Um, one that we want to stay inside of. So yeah, no, and we've already had our chat for what three hours now. Yeah, we've chatted for quite a while, you guys. Sorry, we got you it out. A part of it. No, you should not. This it time. was pretty funny. Yes. Okay. So going along with a bit of a theme from earlier in the year, we have a lady killer. She's mm-hmm. a serial killer, and she was from England. Much like our other lady killers, uh, Myra worked in conjunction with her sicko boyfriend, who we will talk about shortly. Wonderful. Myra Henley was born in 1943 on July 23rd in either Manchester or Crumpsall. Conflicting info there. Oh, okay. Um, But we know that she ended up in Manchester. Her father was, of course, an alcoholic who beat Myra uh, as part of his routine daily. No. Yes, his daily routine. Another girl, as we'll get into, who had absolutely no chance at becoming a good, decent person in this world. So... Uh, from the sec- from the sound of it, from the info I got, it sounded like their house was small and not in great condition. It was mentioned that her parents were part of the, quote, working middle class, but it also kind of alluded to the fact that they had troubles with money, yeah. as in many, yeah, as many in the capitalist working middle class do have, it because is. that's just Without thought, how it is. He could have been making really bad decisions with money, that too. too. Yeah. Myra didn't have her own bedroom. She slept in, like, a really small single bed that was in her parents' room right next to their bed. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that happened. A full family is during the, like, well, this is later. A lot later. Yeah. Get her own bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There had to have been at least one other bedroom. And if not, you guys should sleep in the living room and she should have a bedroom. Or, so, yeah, something. something. I don't you know. know. Because of the already tight quarters, when August 1946 rolled around and their li- her little sister Maureen was born, her parents <sighs> sent Myra to live with her grandma, and she was five at this time. Okay. So well, let's just unpack this for a minute. Yeah. Her dad was an abusive drunk who beat Myra repeatedly. Yeah. She had to sleep in the same room as her abusive drunk father and her mother. Yeah. And they ended up having another child. Yeah. When did they have time to make this other child? 
while Myra was sleeping, sleeping in the bed probably. next to them. Of course. Literally right in the same room. Yeah, of course. Who knows what type of man her, if he was beating Myra, you know, and then went to go do it with his woman while he was drunk, he could have been doing it yeah, in a very never, awful no. manner also. It could have been, she yeah. could have been witnessing awful things happening with that besides being just, you know, shown what sex is before she's five years old. For my brain and for sanity purposes, she is a heavy sleeper. Yeah. That is what I have to think to get through that. Well, unfortunately, this, I think, is what all... He he taught her all the things that she needed to know on how to behave. Yeah. And how to treat other people. So, it's just totally inappropriate. And all this was before she was five years old. Yeah, that's young. Okay. So... Already, this is sad, starting with Myra's childhood. You can already see the path she was put on during super crucial years of brain development and growth. And we've talked about this in other serial killer episodes, how in the beginning Every it's other. very conflicting because these people just seem to have not been given even a chance to become yeah. a decent yeah, person. Yeah, it's hard. They were put on the wrong path since the day they were born. Yep. And nobody told them any different or showed them any different. No. And it's... At first, it's really sad, but then you have to get rid of that sadness and replace it for the sadness of the victims, and it's just, it's still, it's just like, it's, it's fucked con- up all yeah. around. It, it makes really, your brain It makes you feel, feel weird things. because you're yeah. feeling for the per- person who did it, but yeah. only because you're reading back into what happened uh-huh. to these people as well. It happened time and time again. <sighs> so, when Myra was eight and going to school, and at this point, her father taught her how to fight and defend herself, so while... She did move away from her parents. She's still in contact with them and everything like that. Yeah, I'm sure the grandparents weren't too far away. And, yeah. Yeah. So, a boy in her class scratched Myra's face, which made her bleed, and when she told her dad about it, he threatened to whip her if she didn't get back at the boy. Mm. So, in- happened. instead of just fighting back when it happened, she went and then got revenge instead, really. Of course. So, she did. She punched the shit out of that boy. Like, beat him the fuck up. Oh, my God. When Myra reached her teen years, she had a friend who invited her to go swimming at a reservoir, and Myra was a great swimmer, uh, but she declined the invite and decided to do something else that day instead. Uh Her friend, who, from what I read, was only 13, drowned that day in the reservoir, Uh and Myra completely blamed herself for not being there to save him, especially since she was such a strong swimmer. Yeah. She did a lot for his funeral, being that she felt like it was absolutely her fault that he died. Uh even gathered wreaths and all these things to decorate for the funeral home and all this. And then the incident drove her to also seek solace in uh, Catholicism. Okay, She yeah, got herself yeah. baptized, and this is all when she was already, like, teenager. She was, like, 15 at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she would eventually take communion, and she became heavily interested in the Roman Catholicism. It happens. More mm. people go the other way. Mm-hmm. But it's striking because what we'll read about later with somebody who came into religion so late in life, it's uh-huh. crazy what what this manipulative person she met met would be able to convince her of. Yeah, yeah. So Myra at 17 went on to have some jobs here and there, but was released for not being very reliable to actually show up to work. Mm. Absenteeism, it said. Yeah, her life was probably utter chaos. Yes. So it's hard to keep a nice schedule when your life is like that. Apparently, she also took weekly judo classes. So this girl... She wanted to be strong, and she wanted to defend herself, and she wanted to fight. She wanted to fight, yeah. So so she was... But was, like, bored because... Oh, yeah, so she took (laughs) judo classes, but she was bored because no one wanted to spar with her, or whatever you might call it, 
Because according to my resources, she was, quote, slow to release her grip. And no one wanted to literally die at Myra's hands in judo class. Oh, no. She's literally almost killing people. Yeah. Or at least just, even if it's part of their other body, she just won't let go. Well, yeah, no, that's just scary. You're going to get physically hurt and she doesn't. Yeah. 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 She likes it. She likes that feeling. Mm -hmm. She's not going to let that go. In 1961, she took a job as a typist where she met her future partner in crime, Ian Brady. Okay. I did not research. Let me scroll all the way down to the bottom because for some reason I put this at the end when I should have put it right here. <laughs> I do that. I do that sometimes. Like Jim Jones and nine adoptive freaking children. I waited till the very <laughs> end to even bring them up. Yeah. So. Ugh. Hold on in just a second. I'm sorry. So, yeah, here it is. Okay. <laughs> I didn't care at all to research on Brady's upbringing. That's fine. <laughs> I had a hard, yeah, I know he had a hard time growing up as a little boy, and he was adopted and had a hard time earning the love of his new dad or something like that. So but he's got issues. Yeah, but it wasn't as significant as hers and no. like the, the abuse yeah. and the hardness that, that grew. I mean, adoption he, is very hard. Don't get us wrong. I didn't look into multiple sources on him, so it possibly could have been, yeah, but the, yeah. what I saw just glazed over the it. The main, and, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, fine. yes. Okay, so that's Ian Brady. That's all you know about him. That's all I know about him for now. Partner in crime. (laughs) So to make a long story short, the couple sucked as a couple and Ian sucked as a human. Okay. That's the only time I'm going to call him Ian. He will be Brady from now on, which is is his last name. That is fine. Myra, I do call Myra, which a lot of the times I wrote Myrna. I was literally going to call oh her Myrna. Oh, my God. You would have. You so would have. <laughs> so who mad was, at that. Who was the first one that we did that with? Oh, my God. I don't know. Because, that, like you said, the first one. There's been, like, ten others. <laughs> well, I know it was the main line, but I don't remember his name. And now I was nervous that it was, wait, I'm like, is it Myra or Myrna? But no, it's definitely Myra. <laughs> Watch, it's Myrna the whole time. <laughs> Myrna. She. Okay. So, Brady was pretty much an extremely manipulative Nazi sympathizer. Oh, of course. Who had a past criminal record and a tendency to drug Myra now and then. Oh, my gosh. But she was already extremely obsessed with him, and neither of those things mattered much at all. No, it doesn't. When you're in that type of life and she found this man who would, you know, have the same interests as her and would take her away from this life, she just became automatically obsessed. We were just talking about the bad boys that we were obsessed with. Literally just like we know this episode's coming. So we get it. Sometimes love and lust can... If you ex-boyfriends are listening, we were just researching your court records. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> Literally for like 40 minutes we looked That's at... That's why we have to hurry with this episode because we were wasting time looking up y'all's fucking court records. We found yeah. some shit, but not the shit we were looking for. Yeah, no. So if you're the bad guys and you're listening, hey, how you doing? You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. It can glaze you over. You can make bad decisions, especially yeah. being young yep. and not really knowing the world. So... Uh, so eventually he would even have them change their appearance to seem more Aryan. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Which is I've like, seen, you yeah. know, if you guys don't know, Aryan is kind of what Hitler wanted everybody to be, the white, Well, it's the, the Aryan race. It's race. the perfect yeah. race. Blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. even though he had brown hair. I know. I think brown eyes. Yeah. Stupid ass. Ridiculous. Uh, so this is about the 50s now. They're in the 60s. 60s now. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say she was born in the 40s. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, so was Jim so Jones. Is, well, and so was people still 50s today. 50s and 60s. Well, so. of course, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, So they would actually dye their hair bright blonde and wore bright red lipstick. I guess Mm -hmm. this was something that the right the red lipstick I I, I guess, guess maybe you look healthy plump I red suppose. lips are like healthy maybe maybe who knows they would also end up changing their style to be more risque for the time which the 60s I don't were think risque. so yeah Myra some would, of the shortest hemlines were in the sixties like Myra would wear and and you're also talking about Manchester England this so. is England yes I'm thinking of the states yeah but England, even London is super like eccentric you can know, dress you know you can dress like a punk rocker and, and even are, the Beatles yeah the yeah. punk was rising at that time too yeah. and punk was yeah that's very true so what Myra would wear actually sounds like my style and absolutely adorable <laughs> uh, she would wear a leather jacket with short skirts and tall boots and I'm like that's yeah. the style that <laughs> is know. the style I would have definitely I would have been in that I know so on to the punk side a little bit more. Or maybe Catholicism, obviously, that's risque. For me and Myra um, and you yeah, and everybody true, nowadays, true. it's not. Yeah. At one point, Myra wrote to a childhood friend and mentioned the time where Brady drugged her, but then also mentioned her obsession for and with him. Mm. In her plea deal, Myra said, quote, Within months, he had convinced me that there was no God at all. He could have told me that the earth was flat, the moon was made of green cheese, and the sun rose in the west. I would have believed him. Such was his power of persuasion. And again, this was a woman who made her communion in Catholicism not too long before this. She yeah. chose for herself, uh-huh. not even being raised in it, to go no, into Catholicism that's something. Yeah, that's and get definitely something. baptized and do her communion, uh-huh. and then he was able just, to persuade her You otherwise. just grow up with it, and it's, it's like, oh, I'm Roman Catholic, my parents were Roman Catholic, their parents were Roman mm-hmm. Catholic, but with her, it's like, she chose I have this. to find this thing that, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why I was really, I was like, wow, he must have been very persuasive. And the obsession and infatuation sounds like it's very high here. She would have eaten Yeah, her. And if she he's very persuasive, that's obviously also how she became obsessed. They, they know how to do things. People oh, who are persuasive yeah. know how oh, to make yeah. somebody obsessed with you. Oh, easy. You, know. you, you feed her every line yeah. she wants to hear, and then, oh, dumb woman. <laughs> The pair spent most of their time at the library reading books about Nazis, books written by Nazis, and would read aloud to each other from accounts of Nazis. How romantic. Oh, yes. So romantic. (laughs) I love that part. I now want to watch it. They would end up withdrawing from their colleagues and became very antisocial. They were, of course, members of gun clubs. (laughs) Jenna knows my thoughts on that. And Myra would end up being the owner of... Owner, O N E R. That's how I spelled it. Oh, and owner. Wonner? Yeah, Wonner. Wonner. Sorry, I kicked my table and it's like broken. So. Oh, yeah, don't kick this table. Okay, so she would end up being the owner of a 22 caliber rifle, a Webley okay. 45 caliber pistol, and a 38 caliber Smith and Wesson. Jesus, Bonnie and Clyde over here. Yes. However,. She wasn't even allowed to remain at the pistol club, so she was okay at the rifle club, but the guys who owned the pistol club wouldn't allow her to stay a member because she had a bad temper oh, and was, was probably say. considered a safety risk. Yeah. She, I was going to say, oh, she's a woman. That's where my no, brain went, well, but no. No, I'm assuming she... She just I mean, you're, you got a bad temper and you got a gun in your hands. It's probably not the best idea. No, God. She shouldn't no. be allowed to buy any, which... Here's the next point. The gun club wouldn't allow her to buy any of their pistols. She actually ended up buying her two pistols on the down low from members of the club. I was going to say, like, on a black market yeah. type of thing. Yeah. The members of the club. Yeah, of course. You're told this woman is a violent woman. She shouldn't be buying guns. Oh, here's a fucking gun. 
goddamn idiots. Yep. 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 Sorry. And she probably disregarded all gun safety about oh. pointing the muzzle. She was probably pointing loaded guns at people. Probably. She probably like shouting like this with her hand on the trigger and stuff. Like, what do you You don't know me. Uh, an unhinged little lady. The two would rip. I'm sorry. I need to take a drink of water. Gulp, <laughs> gulp. Sip, sip. So the two would regularly chat about robbing banks and tried to plan heists, but those would never come to fruition. Okay. They would kind of skip those kinds of crimes and jump ahead to horrific ones instead. Of course. I'd rather you just rob banks. So there is no, they would just wait, they're going to escalate, they just that, they take yep. off. Yep. Here's where we say, just don't wait, they're about to escalate. Mm, great. <laughs> Instead of robbing banks, they ended up pursuing a hobby of photography and even had a dark room to process their own film at their house. They would take naughty pics of each other, which to me is normal at that point. Like, I would take naughty pics of me and my husband I and mean, process them. Yeah, it doesn't really... That part isn't a red flag to no, me. No, there's boudoir, there's like right. things. Like, yeah, that's not... Yeah, it's probably why they want to take up the process of photography, I guess. They're going to start taking bad pictures right. as, like, trophies and things because people suck. Uh-huh. After this, though, they started to plan what they called, quote, the perfect murder, as no. many people do. Why Why do you got to sit there and plot these weird things? Oh, it was so premeditated. It was so pre. Everything was, <sighs> except for the people that they chose. That was the only part that wasn't. Everything else that went along with Everything was well. It's like I feel like this reminds me of like the toolbox killers. Yeah, a they would just bit. drive around. They just sat there and just chatted about how they would do things, and it's like they're they're uh, I don't know. They like the thought of planning. Yeah, they do. Sitting there, and it makes them excited it. about it. And then when they finally, that's what builds them up, oh. gives them their heart on. And then when well, they I actually commit it, it's like oh yeah. Well, that's gross ass motherfucker. Well, that's what I was thinking. Literally, is like they're probably sitting here talking about it, and then they're ripping each other's clothes off. And yeah, you know, like oh, it's just. Disgusting. I know. How can that excite you, you freaks? Vile fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that in the trailer. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you vile motherfuckers. Watch Big Mouth, guys. Yeah, sorry, we're doing a whole bunch of references to stuff that we're not actually... Like, the other one was uh, Blended with yep, Drew yep. Barrymore, sorry. <laughs> That's fine. If they get it, they get it, and they know us. Know. If you got that stuff before we even said anything, write us in. Write us in, which y'all never do, but some do it anyway. Do. Some people do. We've gotten one. Yeah, some of you do. Everyone's in a blue moon. Okay, it was in June 1963, and at this point, they lived with their grandma, her grandma, still. Mm-hmm. And they were all relocated a couple times after the war due to, like, di- different housing and stuff. I guess, I don't know what happened, but they had to, to move after the war. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's probably a lot of people misplaced or displaced. Something. Yeah. Like many other killer couples, they devised a plan for Myra to borrow or rent a van and drive around with Brady following behind on his motorcycle so that they could look for victims. Yeah. When he would see someone he liked, he would flash his lights at Myra, and then it was her job to coerce the kids into the van. Because a woman, you'll feel comfortable with a woman. Yep. That motherly instinct. It's like how Which we'll talk about that later. People get... We'll talk about that later. Just don't let me forget to bring it up. Oh, shit. Motherly instinct. Just Okay. <laughs> now, bear with me because we're going to be getting into the murders. I tried to write this in the way to be the most informative, but also as brief not as, as possible. Not as graphic and yeah. It's not. It is graphic. Well, yeah, but you're not like 
stewing on the griff. Yeah. Know, yeah. It's yeah. Oh yeah. So I try to do it as quick as possible. Dwelling. From here on out, I'll pretty much be summarizing the entire rest of the case throughout the trial and everything. So the first person they saw was an eight-year-old girl, but Myra refused to stop for the girl because she was a neighbor of her mother's. Oh, okay. So she already knew who the girl was. There was a I also think connection. Yeah, and I also think there was a reference to how she said that the little girl would be more sought after, you know, when once missing rather than a teenager. Okay. But okay. I think it was more of Myra not... Yeah. Wanting to do yeah. anything to this eight-year-old girl. Uh-huh. I, I would hope that that's what it was. That too she, young. Yeah, yeah, like, no. Um, which, yeah. all of them are too young. If we come across five victims here, you guys. Yeah. But for some reason, that was... That was crossing the line. Yeah. yeah. It's all fucking crossing the exactly. line. Exactly. Myrna. Yeah. <laughs> that same day, Myrna. Myra, isn't it? Yeah. We'll just call her Myrna. <laughs> Myrna. I actually do like the name Myrna. I like My the name Rob. Myrna, too. I oh, love I it. I hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> that same day, July 12th, they happened upon Pauline Reed on her way to dance class. Mm-hmm. Which, it's funny you brought up the toolbox killers, because I'm pretty sure one of those girls was also on her way to dance class. <gasps> I think you're fucking right. Yeah. Oh, God. Super strange. That is weird. Pauline was a classmate of Maureen, Myra's younger sister, so she knew who Myra was. Okay. Pauline was 16 and dating a boy named David Smith, who already had a criminal record times three, and he was 15. Wonderful. We will come across David later. Okay. Actually, keep David in mind. I will keep David in mind. Myra stopped the van and offered Pauline a ride to dance, to which Pauline accepted. Myra then tells Pauline the most ridiculous fucking story that they use the entire time with all of their victims. Oh, so it's like a backstory type of thing. And this is why they need to go somewhere else rather than where, they, where they're Yeah, destined. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so. have to have, like, your 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 thing. Uh-huh. Like Ted Bundy. He yeah. had his broken arm. Help me to my car, please. Yes, exactly. So Myra told Pauline that she fucking uh, lost a precious glove. One glove down by saddle worth more and asked if she would help her find it before proceeding to her class to which again pauline agreed so this is where the more comes from the moors are yeah you'll find out more about the moors moors about the moors okay yeah um a lost freaking glove come can you come up with a more convincing fucking story i can in two seconds i know i would be like um I need to go to dance. I could care less about your fucking mitten. Yeah. Find it yourself. I'd literally be like, I don't no. even know. Because it's like the 60s. Like, but yeah, no, you could come up with a better story. I know. That's lie. what I'm saying. Like, duh. Yeah. My lost glove in the moor. Well, why didn't you go look? Why didn't you look for it before you left? I'd have so many questions. They'd kill me before I even got there. And what? <laughs> for real. You'd shut and, my mouth up real quick. And like, <laughs> why can't you do this after you take me to dance class? <laughs> I know. No, you need me to help you look for your lost glove. Okay. Like, it's like it's just, 85 degrees and she's like, oh, my I know. Glove. I need my glove in the mold. Like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm so God. confused. I don't. It doesn't make much sense. But apparently it worked. It worked. Yes. Everybody agreed. Yeah. Because I was like, we're talking I guess. about victims. People are probably like, um, sure. Well, a lot like, of the times, too, we have to think about the time and, and being polite was a thing. Just like with Ted Bundy. The girls were being polite. They were being studious. They were being what they were taught. You help out. You are a yeah. young woman. You help out. So it's like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll help you get your glove. Since you're helping me get a ride to dance. Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah, but they had, I, you know, you know that it's still in the back of their head. They're, they're like, 
this is fucking weird. Oh, no, their signals are jumping. Just yeah. like the girls with Ted Bundy, their signals were yeah. jumping. But it's that, you know. Mm-hmm. Gotta be polite. Don't be rude. Nope. Better not be rude. Be rude. Be as rude as you need to be. And be weird. Kick them in the balls and get out of there. Pull down your pants and fucking fart. I don't even care. Like, shit on their shoes. Do something disgusting. Make yourself undesirable as possible. Uh, I think like, at that point, they're fucked up anyway and anything's going to be desirable. Uh, maybe, the but they're with the guy. To them too, I feel like it, it's not... Yes, it will probably be like, whoa, it's going to shock them. But I feel like it's more they get off on the fear of having somebody bound. Yeah, but I don't think, I think that the problem with a lot of these um, perpetrators is that they're expecting passive people. Oh, not, yeah, yeah. Not loud, boisterous True. people yeah. like myself who would make something known. Yeah. And so if, like, the guy at the gas station the one day he said, God bless those shorts, honey, I should have yep. turned around and said... I shit from there. Did you know that? <laughs> I took the biggest diarrhea dump yes, of my life yes. this morning, and it stunk. A regular... And then they'd be like, what the fuck? A regular fucker <laughs> is going to be like that. So, yeah, but. just be weird. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, be rude, be weird. Make yourself as undesirable as possible. If you're and uncomfortable with somebody's... fucking <laughs> Yeah, well, I... Yeah, yeah. I kind of said it backwards. Be make yourself undesirable. If somebody's making yeah. you feel weird and we uncomfortable... We the whole thing anyway. Make so yourself seem crazy and weird and they won't want anything to do with you because you are way yeah. too uneasy yeah. of a victim for them to take yeah and that's true too like <sighs> put up the biggest fight possible too yeah like do not go without a freaking fight Mm-mm. poke them in the eyes poke kick them in the balls do everything you can and quite honestly before i mean Even in that situation i will have already thought of six other ways that i'm possibly going to get out of this yeah, because same. that's what i do when i'm in the shower or i'm doing dishes or my back is turned to anything Coochie bones hurt too, just so you know, and so do boobs. Oh, so you could definitely. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that was hell hurt. yeah. Watch Letter Kenny because she does that. She just gives him a swift kick right in the freaking vagine. Okay, so here we go. Tangents. Let's go. Pauline, like I said, oh, she probably glove. is weirded out. She's yeah. going to go help find this lost glove. But so. it's also a lady. You know, it probably would have sent more signals if it was a lady and a man. You well, know, just wait. So here. She's just with Myra. She only sees Myra. Mm-hmm. So, Brady shows up a minute later on his motorcycle, mm-hmm. and Myra explained that he would be helping find the glove. Duh, the story is so dumb. All this for one glove. I know. Right. a new fucking glove. I mean, I get like, it if it's a sentimental glove. Like, I get that, but... You don't Start the story off with that. Be like, oh, my dead mother gave me these gloves, yeah, and I lost this glove. All right, I'll help you then. Because you got my empathy, but other than that, like, just a glove, buy a new pair. So from here and throughout the trial, Myra claims that whenever there was a murder taking place, she was not actually present. So she got the she girl claims, and then... Well, this is what she claims, but with how Myra was raised and another piece of evidence later on that we'll talk about, I don't believe her. No, she had a lot more involvement. Yeah, so... She says that she would either be in the van or running a bath or in the kitchen or simply not looking in the right direction. So they bring them home? There has been, there has been, I believe, two times that we'll talk about that they okay. brought two victims home. Because if she's running yes. a bath or something. I could not take a bath while my husband fucking knew. No, apparently she was running it for the victim. Oh, shit. Okay. So, of course, Brady would testify the opposite, which with the way, like I said, Myra grew up, I had the inclination to believe that Brady was right, that she is more involved in... Yeah. In it than what she claims. Yeah, I believe it. So as Myra's story goes, she stays in the van while Brady takes Pauline to go look for Myra's glove. 
So now, now Pauline's probably like, what in the absolute fuck is going on? Oh my god, I just run. I, don't I know, care I, where just I'm run. Just, just run. Just go. Whatever direction, just go. Just don't go. stay, don't entertain, don't They do can't anything. drive in the woods. Go swim no. in the moors or something. Like Yeah, hide yourself till it's daylight or whatever. Or maybe yeah. it is day. It's probably daylight. Because at that point, there's something wrong that's happening. Yeah, yeah. This woman who just asked me for my help is staying behind mm-hmm. while he comes and takes me somewhere. No, nah, hell no. No. Nope. Find your so, own love. Wait. Now, then again, yeah, so Pauline was the, is 16, so she's not real young, but she's yeah. obviously still a young girl. So, like I said, at this point, Pauline is probably questioning things. There's red flags everywhere. Myra then claims Brady returns by himself about a half hour later when he told her to follow him out to the moor again. Okay. It's here she came upon... <laughs> I'm sorry, there is a fucking typo. Is it a good one? Yes, come here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna... I don't understand why. <laughs> had poop on the brain and then you were like or I said upon Pauline and somehow I kept typing and I did poop instead <laughs> <laughs> why though I poop too many P's P-O-N and then P-A-U so yeah, I was, that's true. oh baby you guys I literally said that it is here she came yeah. upon poop my bad okay not not funny though that that the the typo. The typo was, was extremely funny. But not this part the is subject not, so. matter. We take this seriously, guys. Yeah. So it's here that she did come across Pauline's body. From what I read, I don't know if this source is correct uh, or how they would know without maybe it was just hearsay from obviously Myra and Brady. Pauline wasn't yet fully deceased. Uh, okay. I'm not going to reword it the way that, that they did because it's awful. Pauline's clothes had been messed up and her head was nearly removed from two super deep cuts to her throat, Uh, one severing her vocal box and uh the other slit ended up having her chain necklace shoved deep inside of it. Uh And I I wonder also if like um, he would have tried strangling her with that after. Myra then said that she asked Brady if he'd raped the girl and he said, quote, of course I did. So, this was so premeditated to the point where they knew that the Moors were going to be their dumping grounds. Oh, they yeah. would leave the girls. They had they everything planned out. They there. had the story. They had how they were going to be on bike and van, how they were going to get the girls. Everything was fucking planned. Brady even had hidden a shovel nearby on a previous visit. Oh, so yeah. That he That's, could use it to bury Pauline in a shallow It's like grave. BTK freaking level of yeah. <laughs> premeditation. You're planning everything. everything. I mean, down to the small details. Yep. The couple would strike again on November 23rd when they offered John Kilbride, a 12-year-old boy, a ride mm-hmm. home from the market under the guise that his parents would be worried that he was out so late alone. Don't go in cars <sighs> with please strangers. Don't, people. Don't, please Please just don't. teach your kids that. Everybody that's not you guys or somebody they know yeah. is evil and not to do anything. Yeah, don't take candy. Don't do anything. Don't get in their vehicles. They are not looking out for your best interest. No. They promised the 12-year-old, which I don't know why, a bottle of sherry, but that they would kids have to... drink early. Yeah, I know. Kids drink early now. Still, I mean, it just depends. Yeah. That they would have to stop to pick some up on the way. Well, yeah. On the oh. way to the liquor store... 
They they then brought up again Myra's missing glove in the moor. This what the time, hell is this twelve year old gonna do? Be an extra pair of eyes, and that's sure, about it. sure. And literally, and he if it's wines the entire time because he's twelve and it's cold and he wants to go home. It's and in the dinner. evening. You're yeah. not gonna find a glove in the dark. The fuck? That's <laughs> uh, even. It said November, didn't it? November twenty third. It's yeah, dark. It's dark right, right now yeah. in the evening. Okay. I mean, we're almost dark right now. Yeah, I know it's in England, but still, it's it's the same. It's I'm the same sure. hemisphere. Yeah. So this time. They told John that they would be making a detour to look for it. They didn't say, hey, you mind if we stop? They said, okay, we're going to go to a liquor store to get your sherry, but on the way there, we got to stop to buy my glove. He wouldn't think anything of it. No. This was, again, the saddle worth more. In the same fashion as the first time Brady took little John to go look for the glove while Myra says she was in the car, mm-hmm. he raped the boy and tried to slit his throat Aww. Yep, with a serrated knife, instead. Of, but instead... Ended up strangling him with some type of string or maybe a shoelace. I try to rush through these parts because I don't. I, don't I feel like, like I didn't give enough to Pauline, and I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I know. I, I definitely feel for Pauline, but this yeah, just, absolutely this sucks. This sucks. Their next murder wouldn't wouldn't occur until June 16th, 1964, when they came upon Keith Bennett, who was on the way to uh, to his Grammy's house. Myra asked him to help load some boxes into her vehicle and promised to bring him where he needed to go after. On their way to bring him wherever he had to go, to his grandma's. Oh, got to stop and get my glove. The same exact thing happened as with John Kilbride. They took Keith to a spot between Saddleworth Moor and Wessenden Moor. And Myra waited in the van. Brady took Keith out into the moor to look for the glove. He returned a half hour later carrying his shovel. She then asked him if he raped the boy, and he said yes, and that he again strangled him with a piece of string. On December 26th, just a day after Christmas, Myra and Brady went to a fair where they saw a 10-year-old girl by herself. Oh, so they're really, they're, the ages don't really matter, and the sex doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. They'll take any Not at all. one they can get. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that this girl was only two years older than the first one that they didn't want to pick up at all. Yeah, it doesn't so make, yeah. Maybe they're either they're becoming easier. desensitized. Yeah, that's probably it. And not minding or maybe yeah. finding out that this is, they would like to try the new things. The thrill might be getting, yeah. things get dull, you yeah. know? You can't have things getting dull, so maybe those older kids are not as much of a thrill to these sickos. Well, these last two victims definitely are young. have some... Some real rough times that they go through. Oh, so they're they're kind of ramping up too in the brutality. Yes, and what they're doing. Yes. Yeah, they're definitely trying to. Get and they wouldn't the have stopped if if nobody had caught them. They do get caught by somebody. Yeah. So, well, this girl's good. name was Leslie Ann Downey, and the couple asked her to help bring some of their shopping items from the fair to their vehicle, and then ask that asked her to bring them to their to their house, which. Will you bring these to the car, get in, and then when we get to our house, have pull them no. into our house? No. That's how it goes. I don't know you. I'm not going to your fucking house. Are you crazy? I'm going to no. kick you in the nuts. I'm going to run no. away. And quite honestly, I have social anxiety, so I'm not going to be that person who's like, here, let me help you get your groceries into your car. Maybe on the, like, off chance that it's like an elderly person who needs my help, but I'm not just that person who's going to be like, let's have this weird conversation just to help this person. Fuck no. Like, I'm sorry, but my 10-year-old ain't going to a fair alone. No. They sure as shit would know never to go anyone with anyone ever. No, no. And you don't freaking help. 
anybody yeah. get stuff into their car unless you know who the person is. I know it was a different time and a different place, but this poor child was severely uneducated in yeah. stranger danger and well, how to stay safe. It wasn't even happening until the 80s and 90s, I feel, when we started having those PSAs about don't talk to strangers, don't take stra- candy from strangers, don't do this, don't, like, it was... Who's letting their 10-year-olds go to fairs by themselves? Dude, people. It's just crazy. People. This time, like I said, it was different, though. They did take Leslie to their house. But while she was there, they gagged her, undressed her, and forced her to pose for pornographic photos, of course, before they raped and killed her. Of course, they got to keep that. They, they realized that they were doing it. They had to do it a lot because they didn't have that, that treasure to look back on to get them through. They mm-hmm. had to keep doing it because that compulsion. So now they're taking little trophies to hopefully... Yep. Get him through. I believe they found nine photos of the, Leslie. Well, and then ugh. also a voice recording that I'll talk about in a second. But oh, I'm not, great. I'm not talking about it. About it. I didn't even I don't even know if it exists for anybody to listen to. It probably does. I have not listened to do it. Do you know what it says? And it's I don't not quote included. that. I don't include it. I um, but do you know it? You all, all you really no, they don't say. They say you hear I'll talk about it in just a second. Okay, okay, because I was gonna say if you're not gonna say something on air, you weren't telling me off air. Yeah, no, we'll just look it up if we all have right, some time. Right. We know that ears <laughs> are sensitive, know. so some things we don't include because yeah, it's not no. necessary, but sometimes we would like to delve. Yeah. Because we're sick. Myra claims to have been running a bath for the girl upstairs. So she was trying to get a bath going for her, I guess, according to Myra. And came down to find her already dead. And Brady claims that Myra is the one who killed her. But why would you, why, why would it even, I don't know. I don't understand, like, why you would go home with this girl and then start running a bath or somebody. I ain't taking a bath in nobody's house unless I guess I'm staying the night or something. Well, or I know you or I've been to your house a billion times. No. It would have been while she, after being photographed, I'm sure. So they had yeah. already undressed her there. Now yeah. she's like, oh, come take a bath. Who knows if well, they're no, going to take pictures just, there. It's just strange, like, you don't go to somebody's house even for pictures. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not, I know. No, I'm not going to take a bath at somebody's no. house. No, they would have forced her to, and they would have put her in there to, like, take photos of her in there, I know, but, like, in court or something, I was just going to run her a bath. I know. Fucking strange. Yeah. Weirdo. No, you weren't. So, (laughs) I'm about to fix it. (laughs) It's just silent. Hi, guys. Hi, we're still here. I believe I read that on top of the photos, like I said, they had voice recordings of Leslie pleading for her safety and to go back to her mom. That's awful. I can hear it in my brain. I hate it when hearing that kids are are, are begging for their mommies. Uh-huh. It makes me so fucking sad, dude. Yeah. It breaks my heart. I can't even I can't even think about it. No, just being away from a place that you're safe and then people that you're safe with and it's just oh, so yeah. scary to be in that situation. Please God, don't ever let me be in that situation. But Myra could be hurt as well in this voice recording. Ah, so she was a liar, liar, she was pants on fire. After this They took her to the Saddleworth Moor and buried her still naked in a shallow grave. I wonder what change happened to where they were, like, you know, taking them to the moors. And then this last, you know, maybe the last two have been, like, taken to the house. With Leslie, it seemed just like it was because they wanted, like you said, that trophy of taking photos. Yeah, but you could bring a camera with you. Yeah, you could, depending on how, how much equipment they had you know at the time you might have to have certain lighting and shit I like guess that. but I don't, know. I don't know I don't know either but because even Rodney Alcala wasn't fucking and he was really into photography he wasn't like you know you just get a nice camera for the time and take your damn pictures mm-hmm. I don't know I, I feel like it was probably more privacy they had more time and they were able to do more 
which they enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember David Smith, who was the former boyfriend of our first victim, Pauline? Pauline, yep. Well, Maureen, Myra's younger sister, would come to marry David. Oh. And David became super interested in Brady and thought everything ah. that he was into was awesome. He was trying to get in and find out what the fuck's going on. Oh no, he really liked Brady. Like he was interested in all his Third Reich shit and all that. Oh, and so this guy's garbage. He chatted with Murder about with Brady several times. I don't think he knew at this point that Brady and Myra had were, already were done committing. It, but he was okay. Okay, so he. But keep keep him in mind again because. Okay. For the fifth and final victim, um, was he present? He knew what happened, and he might have been there undoing. So okay. Uh, now, Myra and Brady both claim there have been other murders that they did, not just the five. And the cops didn't want to look into it or hear anything about it. I don't the know. Moors are probably a pretty big place. It's like you know our our swamp areas and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So. Uh. I be believe hard. that there. I believe that they could be. There could be more. Of them. I feel like there's tons. They, they were like boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. So in 1965, on October 5th, they decided to take a drive to the railroad station to pick someone up there. Brady found 17-year-old Edward Evans and took him to meet Myra, whom he told Edward was his sister. He told him this because Edward was under the impression he was going to go have fun with Brady sexually at his house, have a fun encounter or whatever. And that happens. They went back to their house, and all three enjoyed some wine before Brady, for some reason, asked Myra to go and see if his brother-in-law, David Smith, could come. Oh, I bet you, I bet you Brady and David were talking about other things, about some of their kinks that they get off on. They wanted the girl out of there, and they wanted to just... Probably. Get off in their little fantasies. Who knows, but that's not what happened. Myra didn't like David because, remember, he had past convictions, and those started when he was, like, 11, and she didn't like that for her sister, which is kind of funny because she's with a man who's raping and murdering children. Yeah, but the virtuous right. are fucked. Yeah. So, yeah. She complied anyway, and it's kind of a good thing he did because, like I said, David would become their undoing. This is where shit hits the fan and okay. gets crazier if possible. Myra told David to wait outside until she flashed the lights for him, and that's when he would come knock on the door. I don't know why it had to all be this way. No, he I was know. invited. He was so invited. why do you have to, like... No idea. I guess maybe to keep the ruse for the for Edward? I, I don't yeah. know. So when her, fa- when her husband opened the door, boyfriend, whatever, whatever Brady is to her at this point. The I brother. don't think they're married. Yeah. Oh, oh, in real life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Boyfriend, lover. He opens the door and he's like, oh, are you here for the miniature wine bottles? Let's go get them or whatever. And, and so he didn't even like invite David in. Yeah, he just had him waiting there at the door. It was fucking weird. I don't know what yeah. the purpose of it was at it all. It had to have been a ruse to keep Edward from getting suspicious or something. I think almost that, and I also think that Brady wanted David to see what he was capable of. Yeah, yeah. He, they talked about it. Oh, you don't believe me? Look at what I can do. Oh, probably. He's probably you like, know? oh, you know, you're just talking. Yeah. Da, da, da. yeah. So here's David Smith's account of what happened next. Oh. Shit. Quote. Quote. We got a quote, guys. That's not a good one. Either. Oh, no. I believe it. This guy's... It's hard because this guy's garbage, but he does a good thing. So it's like, yeah. the fuck. 
I waited. He could have jumped in and, and helped with all things going on, but he didn't really. Well, see, this is so. what's wrong with it, is that the fact that there is a victim at this point. Yeah. Stop it, I David. Know. What are you doing? Well, he didn't even see the guy yet. Okay. So he waited oh, about a minute or two. waiting at the door. I'm yep. picturing, for some reason, I have such a visual brain that I'm he's picturing like the there. door open, and then there's, like, this big living room, yeah. and there's a kid sitting here, and, and the guy, Brady, goes up the stairs to get what he needs, and, and I'm just, like, I'm picturing this big 70s loft. I don't know. I have a very visual brain, and that's what it put in my head. Yeah. Well, David, I don't think can see. <laughs> okay. Ever. Not a big open concept. No. Nope. <laughs> Brady Bunch house. Okay. No. He's waiting at the door. <laughs> so, he says, quote, I waited about a minute or two, then suddenly I heard a hell of a scream. It sounded like a woman, really high-pitched. Then the screams carried on, one after another, really loud. Then I heard Myra shout, Dave, help him. Very loud. When I ran in, I just stood inside the living room and saw a young lad. He was laying with his head and shoulders on the couch, and his legs were on the floor. He was facing upwards. Ian was standing over him, facing him, with his legs on either side of the young lad's legs. The lad was still screaming. Ian had a hatchet in his hand. He was holding it above his head and hit the lad on the left side of his head with the hatchet. I heard the blow. It was a terrible, hard blow, and it sounded horrible. After this, he watched Brady use an electrical cord to then throttle Edward and finish the job. Jesus, that's overkill. Yeah. During the altercation, Brady David said Brady sprained his ankle and asked David to come back with his baby's stroller to help him get the body into the vehicle. Oh, so he's hoping this guy will witness a murder, help him clean up the murder. And then say nothing about it. Which Duh. he does go back because he's probably terrified right now that if he doesn't... Well, no. You appease the killer. Right. Quite honestly, if I'm in that situation, I am going to... Put on the nicest face, and I'm going to say yes or no, sir, until I can get away from that person. And that's exactly and what And then happened. that is when I will get authorities, because no, I'm not yeah. that fucking dumb. Yeah, so he, he did. He comes back with his baby stroller. Yeah. But when he got back home at 3 a.m., he woke up Maureen and told her everything that happened. Oh, wow. He then went to a payphone with a sharpened screwdriver in hand, because he was afraid that... He was going to come get He him. was going to come after him for knowing yep. what happened. He, he wanted protection at all times. He was terrified. Yep. He even went to a payphone to call the police. And after you see that, you're shocked. You're in a state of yeah. shock anyway. Especially most people's brains are not like seeing that and going, oh, yeah. No. They're you going, know, oh, my fucking God. What the fuck? What the hell what the just fuck? happened? What the fuck is yeah, going on? It's Am like I you're turning. This has to be a dream. Like, exactly. That would literally be me. And then I would go <clears> get in the shower because that's my clean I clean myself mentally oh, yeah. in the shower, That's... so I would literally just be in the shower trying to scrub my skin for hours and just being like, oh my god, what did I just see? What did I just see? Yeah, I would have been a basket case. Dude, for real. <laughs> yeah, so he went to the payphone to call the police, and they picked him up there at the payphone, brought him to the station, and he confessed it all. People don't really like this guy still because he did profit a little bit off the case. He wrote a book about it or something, but it's like he was the one that... It's just, brought the case down. Like, nobody would yeah, ever even have yeah. known if he didn't. Who cares if he wrote a fucking book about yeah, it? He no, saw he did, some fucking shit, dude. He did a good thing. And, quite honestly, that was probably good for his PTSD to write it, get yeah. it out, do something like that was probably very therapeutic for yeah. him. Because you see something like that. That does not just leave your head. No. No. And I'm like, that's why I said it. He's seen some even shit. Even serial like, killers, like, they book. see that in their head. They enjoy seeing it, but yeah. it's still the same thing. Like, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. 
For the trial, I'm going to glaze over it big time because I've had it with this case. And it just goes back and forth forever and always. That's what it is. They blame each other. Myra uh-huh. had did it. No, I didn't. I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, yep. but then in the beginning, Brady was like, oh, no, Myra didn't do any of it. Blah, blah, blah. You know. And so the worst thing about stories just changing all the time. Yeah. It's like, who is telling the truth? You can never know who the heck is telling the truth. And they try to get appeals. He said, you know. she said bullshit. Yep. Yep. And I mean, okay, so they were both convicted of murder. Myra for harboring Brady after knowing what he had done. I mean, yeah, she definitely had accomplice stamped all over her. Even if she did not do physically killing, she picked them up. She helped out. She helped. She helped. Now, these convictions were only for some of the murders. Of course, they couldn't probably get enough evidence for all of the murders or something stupid. I don't think they even knew about them yet. Okay. However, Brady was convicted on three of them. Oh, yeah, they just know about the one murder. Yeah, uh, somehow David they told Quint, about yeah, others, I think, because they, they got him on three murders, and then Myra on two murders, as okay. well as the harboring of yeah. the felon. It wouldn't be until later that they, or later, that they would cooperate and confess to the full five murders and help investigators find the bodies. Yeah, that's how it goes. They were probably getting some deal. They had the mothers, the mothers writing into them. They... Literally took till like the nineteen eighties to fucking say something about these oh, other two man. children. Of course they Just did. Ridiculous. They're not gonna say anything. Why the heck would they say something? Why would they? They're monsters. <sighs> Both of them died in prison after receiving life sentences. Myra at age sixty on November sixteenth, two thousand two of oh, wow. uh something. I think it was like something with smoking, of course. I don't really know. Emphysema of some sort. I think that's what COPD, it was. Something like that. Something. And Brady on May 15th, 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. He was born in, what, 40-something probably? Probably about yeah. that, yeah. I don't, like I said, I, I didn't care at all to research on Brady's <laughs> upbringing. This was at the end, so I'm rating it again. Um, I do know that people, while they absolutely hated Ian Brady, they really hated Myra because well. they were like, how could a woman do this when her motherly yep. instinct is to yep. blah, blah, blah? You know, yep. honestly, not everybody has a motherly instinct. Oh, are you kidding? There's so many true crime stories just about murder, mother murderers. Yeah, I mean, are that's why, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but oh, yeah, that's no. why there's other <laughs> options available for people who don't want a oh, fucking child. Yeah, because there are people out there that do not God have a motherly God forbid you don't want to have a fucking child. Yeah. And maybe they know they don't have the motherly instinct and they're like, it's best I don't have one. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, because children can piss you the fuck off, I'll tell you. Yeah, you got to be very patient. You must have patience. And you must have a motherly instinct or else, Because no matter what? how cute that face looks and how much you love him when you squeezed him out of your little thing, they're going to piss you off. And I am not even a mother. Yeah. I'm so, in the hashtag no mother crew. So. That's, that's why I'm like, you know, it's a good thing she didn't have her own children, but it didn't really matter. She went after everybody else's. probably would have just been terrible living. Oh, I'm sure. It would have been just god awful, just like her her bring, upbringing was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brady probably would have been abusive. She would have just mm-hmm. not cared. He probably and... would have sexually assaulted those kids every night. Oh, yeah, with who? Who they mm-hmm. were. Yeah, targeting. That's, yeah. So that are, that are yeah, that are the Moors murders. There, those are. Those I'm are. speaking with a, like, Irish, Scottish there accent. <laughs> yeah, that's the Moors murders. It's a terrible case. Yeah, um, it is. But, you know, they're both dead now, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Thank God it should have happened long before it actually did. 
I tell you, if something ever happened to my kid, I don't, they wouldn't, I would be in jail because those people wouldn't be alive shortly after. I would figure it out. They protect people and and, and kill them. They protect people. You wouldn't even get your hands on them. Yeah, isn't that messed up? (laughs) No vigilante justice, but we're just going to keep them in prison where you're going to pay for them the rest of your life, even though you're paying for your child being murdered by them (sighs) for the rest of your life. It's just great. It's tough. It's tough. We need the fucking punisher. The Punisher and Dexter, right there. Dexter is is yeah. Dexter would be lovely. Just the Punisher is badass, man. He but only goes Dexter after also. bad people too. And the Punisher is looks in your eyes. At the did you watch? Did you watch the Punisher? No, I haven't seen any oh, of that stuff. My gosh, you gotta watch it. Gotta watch it. No, I don't watch any of that. Isn't well, it? It's um, a Marvel thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't watched any. I yeah. watched Iron Man, and I was like, I'm gonna do this whole watch. This was a TV show, The Punisher, and it had um, John. What's his face? He was. No, I know he was the guy from Walking Dead, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shane. Best Punisher ever. He makes a fantastic Punisher, man. He looked kind of sexy in that too. Ooh, they had to fix him up. Then I've never been. I'm more of a Rick Grimes girl myself. Oh no, he. Yeah, no, I. He wasn't. A handsome guy, but let me tell you, a rugged ass looking dude like that as the Punisher in the role kicking of, yeah. some ass. Yeah. He looks sexy, I'll yeah. tell you. He hasn't got enough script and it's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. you know those guys that are just in like they're ass looking. Ass. But you're like, oh. He's a beast. Oh damn. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Watch the Punisher, you'll be like, Oh hey, actually oh. I see what she's saying. Yeah. He yeah. does not go down. That dude just keeps on going. It's great. <laughs> That's why we think he's hot. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> he just keeps going. Uh, All right, you guys. happens. Mm, yeah, we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You can follow us on YouTube. More the murder. Do all the things. Like, subscribe, comment, share, yes. follow. We'll have hidden All that. Hinsdale. We've been putting our episode trailers not only on Facebook, but also on TikTok. Yes. Please suggest us to do something on TikTok because we don't know what to do, but if you give us something to do, we'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing what do you weird see? or gross. Anything TikTok yeah. approved. Appropriate. Yeah, TikTok approved. Give us a dance to do and we'll do that. Something. Something. So, yes, there's that. Follow us on the Tiki Taki, which I believe is more the murder pod. Yep. 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 Leave us reviews. You guys, Acast, 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 Acast. If you, I believe... If you sign up as like a free member or whatever on Acast, you can go ahead and leave us stars. And it's yes. so helpful. Just download that app and then log in. You can log in with your Facebook. You don't even got to yes. create something new. Like, we are so happy that when we switched to Acast, we saw that it said rate the podcast. We're yes. like, holy shit. Even Podbean didn't allow it. You ain't even got to write nothing. You nothing. Just, them just stars click stars. And you're done. And with our last podcast hosting, they did not allow that. As mm-hmm. you guys know, we've only been able to do iTunes, Audible, and recommendations on Facebook. So yeah, it's been tough. It'll really help you guys if you get give us those stars. We, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure Acast uses those star reviews to kind of also say the top people on our Acast podcast. Yeah, we could get on their charts. Yes. And then that's very that important. You guys, oh my god, I'd cry. I all the ways I know, cry. all the ways you guys can help us is totally free. Free, always. Yeah. You don't have to pay for anything. If you would like to donate to the cause of more than murder, you are more than welcome. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but everything else, yeah, but free. it's free. free. It's free. If you don't want to, that is fine. You yeah. don't have to. Everything you say, you don't have something that you listen to podcasts on. Download a cast that is strictly for podcasts. You can listen to all your podcasts there. I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 
subscribe to ours and then leave us some stars. Stars. We need the stars. The stars. So, yes. Yeah, so go to all those places. Leave us reviews. Commenting, like I said, on a lot of stuff, especially social media really helps because mm-hmm. of algorithms and sharing mm-hmm. them. Go ahead and uh, follow us on Facebook at... More Than Murder. And Twitter at... More Than Underscore Murder. And Insta at... More Than Murder Pod. Again, if you want to email us at morethanmurderpod at gmail.com, whether you want to just say hi or tell us about any of your stories... Not just tell us about your stories, but if you do email us with a story, we are going to feature you on More Than Murder for your special guest episode on a Windbag Wednesday. And we can either do that through Zoom, or you could actually come right to our Peapod recording room and do it with us in person. Yes, we have a lot of fun with those. Yes, we do. So, I mean, just let us know. We'll get you in, whether it's on Zoom or in person, whatever. We can do it. We will do it. So... That's about it. I'm signing off. I'm done with this case. We it's love you. Late and it's almost dark outside. Yeah. It's not. It's like 423. Yeah. But still. Late for yeah. us. Yeah. For the podcast. So you guys have a great weekend. We love you. Yeah. See you next week. What's that? Ta-ta. Bye. Bye. Bye.